This is Jim, and welcome to Second Chance Moped Podcast. <laughs> and we are back. All right, everybody, welcome to another week of the Second Chance Moped Podcast. Yes, I've been absent for a while, as a lot of the podcast listeners know by now. I went down. I went down hard. Um, I was on my... I, I was... Long story short, um, check your fenders on your screws on your fenders because uh, mine came loose and the fender folded under the bike, sent me over the handlebars at probably about 45 mile an hour. And I had a full face helmet. Wear a full face helmet. I'm talking to you, Reefer Sullivan. Um, dude. And same exact thing happened to Chris Oak. Yep. Same thing. Same yep. thing. Same thing. And he was wearing a full face helmet. Also saved his ass too. Yeah, like my. If anybody's got a hookup at Bell Helmets, let me know because I'm gonna buy one here in a couple weeks when I can ride again. But like, I'm buying I'm buying another Bell helmet. But yeah, I uh, broke my collarbone in two spots. Uh, got to hang out with a good friend of mine over the Fourth of July. Why I why I was leaking all over my sheets because of my wounds, and it was great. But like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm back to work. Um, I attended a rally this past weekend and it was like the first time I had ever gone to a rally and not and planned not to ride. Um, I got to, I, one of my enjoyable things is in, it's just me. Like (laughs) I like to go to a rally where nobody thinks I'm going to show up. And like two people had the idea I was going to show up. One would have been Patrick hush, Patrick. I'm fucking your name up again. I'm sorry, Patrick from Chad and Patrick. Hershberger. Hirschberger, thank you. Uh, he knew, and my guess, great, better half knew as well. Uh, Sarah did, and they only knew on the Friday of. Um, but yeah, I wanted to go. This, I want to go to the Moped Brothers rally so much, just because the clerks are such good people, such good people, and like nice and uh, accommodating, and just yeah, I, I'll, I'll get into it a little bit more, but like I didn't. Dylan didn't realize for a long time I was just joking with him because apparently I have the same monotone voice when I'm joking with people or when I'm serious. And that's gotten me in trouble and it got me in trouble a bit this weekend. But um, Andy, do you want to talk about like, you knew right away you're going to a Clark's rail at the Moped Brothers rally, right? Well, but, well yeah. And you can't just call them the Clark's, you know, there's, no. there's, um, there's a few of them, you know, there's a, uh... they're growing. They're growing. Yeah, I mean, you know, the guy's house we were at, that's Matt Mitchell. He's not one yep. of the family, a lovely, lovely person. Um, there's a few others in there that aren't Clarks. They're all all good, all good yeah. folks. Uh, but yeah, I did know. I mean, look, Ann Arbor is 45 minutes from Toledo. We have a we have a member Brian who lives in Ann Arbor and comes down to shop day. You know, like every yeah. Sunday. Uh, so it's it's a hop, skip, and a jump away. It's just as close as Detroit. So yeah, we we knew we were gonna go. Uh, we were planning on going in force, and we did. I think we had like nine people. Right on. We, um. The yeah, goal Minnes- of Heroes is always to have more of us there than the hosting gang. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, and another reason why I really want to go is because <clears throat> I have kind of been disconnected from the local scene a lot this year, just with bakers and everything. And like through the scuttlebutt was there's gonna be a lot of people from Minnesota going to this rally. So I'm like, fuck, dude, I got, I definitely gotta try to make it. So like, for me, it was kind of Wednesday. I was really like. I deal with pain differently than a lot of people. Like I can deal with physical pain really well, especially after my really bad moped accident. So like after you guys, after like two days of having my collarbone broken, like it didn't hurt. Like it was uncomfortable. Don't get me wrong, but like, I didn't feel pain, pain. Um, but it was just like uncomfortable driving. And like, I think probably Tuesday or Wednesday, I felt like, you know what? It's not shitty to drive right now. So like, Wednesday, I kind of felt along. Thursday night, I kind of made up my, I made my mind up that I was going, and I think I might have said something to Dylan Clark, like, "There's a point oh 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 two percent chance I'll come," and like, he gave me some SpongeBob emoji, like excited, like, and that's that's the thing that like any of those people at the Moped Brothers and a lot of people in the Moped community, like you say you're going to come where everybody gets excited because we're such a small group and it's like family whenever we get to see each other. Yeah, Midwest mopeds. Yeah, and right there were a ton of casseroles who showed up. I haven't got to see a lot of those guys in a long time, and and girls. I uh, love the casseroles. They're all, yeah. all fantastic. Yeah, so nice. 
to see a bunch of them. And some that I met for the first time, you know, which is people have been 10 years, you know, and I we just hadn't crossed paths because it is it's a, it's a hike for those guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think maybe they realize it's not as much of a hike as they think, because like a lot of them, it's 10 hours, but I don't know. It's not bad because like everybody's like for a long time sitting at the yacht club, I was like, oh, it was 12 hours to get to Kalamazoo. I'm like. What in God's earth are you doing to make it take 12 hours? It's yeah, nice. It's an hour drive. You got gas stopped. And the more people you drive with, you know, because like yeah. Amy, Amy will back me up on this one. Uh, you fucking pee before you leave. Yes. Stay shut. Yes. <laughs> you know, like I'll drive and drive and drive. I'll do I'll do eight hours straight. Um, but that's, you know, if you got, yeah. you got six, seven people in the car, um, you know, and <laughs> especially the people who know they aren't driving you know they might have a couple of drinks back there they might you know do whatever yeah 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 Yeah, a little (laughs) bit more prone than than the guy up front who's just like you know white knuckled uh you should be white knuckling the butt stuff bus but now you should be driving that thing like a sports car (laughs) (laughs) the old the old bsb or the uh coddling bus as it's also called um yeah i mean it handles all right. It I, is what it is, dude. I know. <laughs> well, you know, it depends. You know, if if we if we take the big trailer, it's pretty cool up to like 65, 70 gets a little dicey. But I took the small trailer because I didn't think as many people were going to go. And then at the last minute, we threw more bikes on it. And I had it loaded past the axle, and it was walking all over the road. So mm. I, was, I was only able to go 55 uh, to get to the, the Moped Brothers. But luckily, it was close. So I didn't feel the need to pull over and throw some bikes in the bus but uh yeah yeah it was, um it could be dicey <laughs> so you guys got there friday night i left minnesota like 12 30 friday and i just kind of i can't i was gonna possibly stop in chicago and get a burrito or get some food with tony cruz but he's like i have a cold or no what do you say he's had a stuffed up nose for a few days i'm like i'm not getting sick in chicago so i just kept going i hit up patrick uh at kalamazoo like as the exits all of a sudden like out of nowhere exit kalamazoo and i just like i quick dm patrick like hey want to get dinner yep meet me here okay sweet and it was cool because you know patrick is a moped person but like He's he he married into it like this isn't necessarily his world, and I got to go to this place. I'm get it's like quarter pint or something like that in Kalamazoo, and Patrick had done a lot of the artwork there, and like he had one or two people like come up and ask him art questions, and that was fucking rad because like I really like Patrick as a person. I think he's a really good, just a great artist, super jealous of his ability. And to see him in his world kind of was just, it was great. It was like very, it, it put a smile on my face. Oh yeah. Pat, I mean, I, I've been to one well where he's done it and lots of other things. And one also, well, that's what it was. That's where um, it stopped. Yeah. So my library that I work at, we're doing a, a comic book, uh, comic con. And he's going to be one of the featured artists. I got him on the bill. And I'm so, so excited awesome. to see him. And you know, I showed his work to all my coworkers. And they're like, oh, this guy's so great. And I was like, oh, that, that's my friend Patrick. You know, he, <laughs> he lives two hours away. I, I bet he'd be, he'd be so excited to come. And, and uh, I, you know, I, I gave him all the details. And he was he was, was like, oh, I, you know, love it. Get my art out there. And I, it, was, it was so cool. I'm so excited for it. It's going to be super fun. Yeah, yeah, no, that so that was that was really cool. I I took off. And then how was it getting rolling into the Clark's or to Matthew's place? Um, it was super easy. I was a little worried because um, the No Nos had hosted some rallies in that area um, five years prior, maybe seven now. And GPS gets a little dicey back there. Those roads are dirt, you know. But it was super easy. It was like you get off twenty three on some other expressway, and then like two miles off. So like we pulled right in. Yeah. Got the bus, backed the bus in, got the bikes off, and 10 minutes later, we were on the night ride, so. Yeah. Was it raining at that point then, or? Uh, Friday night, it didn't It didn't rain, I don't think. I'm trying to think of the night ride. Like, Saturday was so consuming and such a. Oh, it was, dude, that day, yeah, we'll talk about Saturday, but, like, I, I got in, um, I parked pretty much right kind of kitty corner to the to the bus 
and just kind of start walking around a little bit. And like, it was nice to shake hands, kiss some babies, see some people I hadn't seen for a long time. Got to see you. Um, that because you got there after we got back for the night, right? Yep, like right around midnight thirty or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you know when we got out of the bus, like literally, I I started my bike, uh, Cassie's bike, and Amy's bike because Amy's not allowed to start bikes anymore because she always goes flying, as we've all seen. On- <laughs> Uh, and Cassie brought a bike that we're going to put a pull start on for her because she's a little bit of a hard time. So I started their bikes. The ride's like literally pulling out of the driveway, jump on my bike and, you know, do the night ride. And I didn't even get to say hello to anyone. It was like once we got to our destination, um, once we got to the restaurant, you know, that's when I'm like walking around going, oh, hey, yeah, I am here, you know. <laughs> And if anybody, I don't know, where did they, did they get posted to the Zero's page, like Amanda and uh, Cassie trying to start that bike? And like Cassie, like they ran after it, or was that a man? Yeah, a man? that was that was Amy. Um, Amy, Amy, Amy. I'm sorry, I'm always butchering her name. I remember Tibbetts no, yeah. for some reason, but like she, she's got a sax. She's got a quick sax, man. It was kicking ass Friday night. Um, and she's like, oh, I've seen. You know, she pedal starts it, and she's like, I always see you just push start bike. So like, I tried that, and and it got away from her. And uh, and it, it, you know, what you couldn't see out of, out of just out of the camera, you know, you see her take off, like yep. kind of whiskey throttling and then Cassie like running after it. But there, there was a door leaning up against the phone pole that we were throwing out and she <laughs> ran into this, she ran into a door and a door fell on her in our parking lot. And like, she was getting ah. you know, like it didn't, like she saw, it was like one of those things where like she hit it and then it was just like, and you could see her kind of looking at it. And it was more like, instead of like fear, like, God, really? Like after all of this, yeah. you know, and she just kind of like caught the door and like, threw it to the side. <laughs> it's like, you know, it was a whole thing. Cassie's little leap is like, just, I saw that and I'm like, that's, that's just so cat. Like she kind of was running and then did like some like ballerina jump. Yeah. You could tell like, like, that was the moment that Amy crashed and she just jumped in the air, you know? Yeah. yeah it was pretty funny. It was just. I gotta, I gotta get a camera like to catch that blind spot because it was right, right in the blind spot of our cameras. <laughs> and it was just, it was awesome. It was like, and no, we got hurt obviously. So like, no, I just, fine. I, it was just more embarrassment and probably us talking about it. But yeah, yeah well, that, you know, I, I, I told her on, on, uh, you know, when that got posted, I was like, yeah, stop crashing in the parking lot. And yeah. Her, her no witnesses. Was, yeah, her response to that was, well, it's my safe place, so I'll do that. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you guys, you guys took that night ride. Was it just kind of beeline in, or was there any like sightseeing? No. Or... Um, the beeline was the way back. It was only like four miles. They took us out of the way. I mean, that area is gorgeous. You know, mm-hmm. like you just get right outside of Ann Arbor there, and you get all these beautiful roads. They took us on these really nice uh, rolling country roads, a little bit of hills, which you know in our area is a rarity. Mm-hmm. So it was really, it was beautiful. It was, it was, it was a good night ride. They, you know, you could tell that they were kind of like getting down, like figuring out how to lead that many people. Because none of them had ever hosted a rally. Like at one point I was riding and I'm like, oh, I'm in the middle of the pack. Like, it's fine. I, I was on a mildly, very mildly kitted Hobbit. And, and, you know, we got through this kind of curvy section. I was like, well, I was going wide open. And I, and I turn around, you know, and I'm like, oh, uh, there's no pack behind me anymore. So I, <laughs> so I flew up to the front and grabbed Dylan and was like, hey, yeah, slow down. You know, like half the pack's gone. And then they kind of turned around. And about five minutes later, the rest of the pack came down the hill and joined us again. And they, they you know, got their pace down. And that can be really tricky. It's way harder than than you think. Yeah, I I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Um, leading is, I, I it's a lot of stress involved. It is. It's very, very stressful. You know, you're worried about everyone's safety. If you're going 30 miles an hour, the back of the pack might be doing 50 because you got the banjo effect. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're always trying to do your best to keep everyone together, keep everybody safe, relying on your blockers. And they had the great blockers, the people who are whipping around some of the kickstand boys on just some monster bikes. Um, you know, it's it, it, everyone uh, pitched in. It was mm-hmm. great. So you guys made it back good and safe, no downs uh, Friday night. What, what Where'd you guys stop and eat? What, what was the food? Um, they took us to Depot Town, I believe, in Ipsy. I'm probably going to get that wrong. I I haven't been in Ipsy much in the last couple of years. You know, the no-nos aren't really around. Um, their night rides for that club are on Thursdays, and that's mm-hmm. my late night. So, like, 
if I occasionally have a Thursday off, I'll just jump on like a motorcycle and buzz up and go hang out with everyone before the ride. But I don't ride with them when they go out for those. I just, you know, go say hi to everybody. And then when mm-hmm. they leave, I head back to Toledo. So um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not terribly familiar with the area. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just, that was part of it. Like, cause some of the, I knew you guys were going, I didn't, I knew Sarah had like some health issues. I wasn't sure everything, but like, I just said, Hey, Sarah, uh, I'm broken right now. And I know you're broken, but I'm on my way. Do you want to ride? She goes, no, I'm going to sit at home and I'm going to come later on Saturday. I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit and chase with Clark. She's like, you have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. It was a test for her. She had worked mm-hmm. all week, so she wasn't quite sure. She wanted to be able to do that drive on her own and be like, you know, am I okay for this type of thing? So mm-hmm. it was double duty. Uh, yeah. It was good. It was great to see her uh, Saturday evening, but back to Saturday morning. Um, it was just a lot for me. It was just a lot of walking around, shaking hands, you know, seeing people. Um, got to see Jackson. It's always good to see that kid. Got to see Matt's place. Uh, saw the banana. His, uh, but what does he call that thing? The banana Grand Prix or it's that oh, black got... banana fist. Thomas? What? No, no, he's got that Grand Prix he did that's black. It's all murdered out black. And I didn't yellow... know he had a Grand Prix. I didn't think he had any Peugeots. Yeah. You you uh, he didn't get back he didn't get back in his uh powder coat or his shop area that much then. Ooh. Um yeah. no, I like the French bike. No, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. which he did a really awesome job with that. Um got, got to see that one young kid who was at your uh rally reefer sutherland he goes on facebook i don't know if that's his real name or not i'm not sure what his real name is um he's a nice guy dude Uh, you know good good boy beautiful boy as lizzie and i kept saying like he's a beautiful boy like (laughs) he had had a rough go but i mean that's the that's the stereotypical moped thing moped breaks the day before you just like fuck it i'm going and try and fix it and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but you know he still showed up and that was super cool and Mm -hmm. He already posted pictures. He's rebuilding that E50, and you know he'll, yeah. he'll, get, he'll get it back on the road. Well, I was I was talking to him a bit because I'm like, dude, where'd you go? And he's like, well, yeah, I'll let him tell. He was just, he was, you know, disappointed. He didn't get his bike running. I get it, dude. I get it. He had a lot. Yeah, of- everyone's got a different approach to that. You know, yeah. um, he was just he was a little bummed, and he went home, and yeah, you know, that was his flavor. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what I would have done, but like I'm, I'm a social butterfly. So well, and that's what I kind of said to him, like, dude, nobody cares if your bike breaks. We want to hang out with you. Like that's I what mo- care less if they even have a moped. Yeah, <laughs> I drove ten don't. hours without a moped, and I yeah, it's like, um, so like that. There's just a little lesson for anybody who's listening. Listen, like if your bike breaks or if you don't have a bike, just come anyways. There's oh. a lot. There's a lot of team randos there that didn't have mopeds that were at the clerks. Uh, no, I, you know, this is, this is old. Like this is probably 15 year old moped knowledge, uh, story, but I, I was probably my first year rallying. So this, you know, it's forever ago. And, uh, and one time I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go to the rally. And I was in college. I had limited funds. It's like, I got, I want to buy a kit for this Tomos. I want to buy a car, but I want to get these reads, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like I really want to get this bike done. And, and, um, this guy's name is Christian Hardy. He was a former black pipe. Uh, he was like, dude, fuck that moped. Like what's more important that moped or moped friends? Like mm-hmm. that you can finish that bike in two weeks, but you're not going to get to see all your homies. And it was like, Oh man, that was the best advice. <laughs> you know, it was really, really good advice. Mm-hmm. And I wound up going to that rally and having a great time. And I don't even remember what happened to that Tomos. Like who, who cares in hindsight, but yeah. I have good memories from, you know, being with those people. And I think that's, the moral of the story of mopeds is it, it, it is the people the mopeds bring you together but it's the people once you're there so exactly i can't agree more yeah and like we we're all sitting around uh i think he had jackson helping him and like okay this is where i come to find out people can't tell when i'm bullshitting or not um i i always like hey i'm gonna put this out to the world right now no i've never upjetted for an air leak that is a running joke I have going for years. And no, you cannot put Permatex or Moto Seal around the outside of something to make it seal. That doesn't work. And I've never done that either. Cause like I had somebody try to like give me crap about that. And 
I handled that situation wrong and have apologized since, but like, yeah, dude, like it's, it's all good fun. Some of this moped shenanigans. And I also got myself and I'll tell you, I'll fast forward a little bit. So like three guys ended up in chase and I ha- I had to go back and kind of tell them all I was bullshitting them because they all said they had water in their carbs. I'm like, yeah, you guys are running McCoonies, man. McCoonies just can't handle water at all. They can't. And they're like, oh, yeah. I go, well, what'd you run? And like, I think it was Merlin, like was a V8, VM18. Hoarder Eric had like a VM20 and I forget who else was in there. They had a VM18 and then just a weird dead silence was in the <laughs> truck. And I let them believe that. Like, it doesn't matter what carburetor you run. If it's sometimes you just get water and they don't like it. I mean, it's, there was, it comes down to set up sometimes. Yeah, dude. Like again, so like. I have to watch how I got to let people know I'm joking more often. Cause I, I, I'm very sarcastic. Well, there's also, you know, moments when people are a little heated, like I'm certainly have, can be prone to have a temper. Uh, oh yeah. You know, so it, it happens. Yep. Uh, I guess I'll have to just relax sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I've, I pride myself on the fact that you can never tell I'm pissed. Like on Baker's example, like I was ready to kill everybody when a, final drive went out and i asked uh joel from the daggers who was riding with us i go did i seem like an absolute asshole and i was a jerk he's like no dude you were fine i'm like oh because i was boiling like 10 pissed off so like <laughs> at least at least if yeah um but baker's stressful baker's stressful but i showed up to um the rally and i just said Clarks, you got people to ride chase i had options here people i had the clark the the stewart stewardess i don't know i wanted to be very complimentary there of the clark family mary clark she is the clark's mother the matriarch um, family the, yes yes um i could have rode with her or i could have rode with greg and i felt like greg might have been a little more zany and adventurous so i went with him um so i got in his truck you guys the pack took off were you how were you feeling about riding in that rain did you have rain gear or anything andy uh i had a uh <laughs> Hi, Sarah. You can jump in on this if you want. Sarah's here now. Um, Hi, Sarah. So I knew the weather was going to be crappy, so I didn't really bring rain gear, but I did bring a bike that I knew would do very well in the rain. Um, You know, I I have my riding bag, which is waterproof, so I had, like, a hoodie in there and stuff. I was like, dude, you're going to get wet. Like, like, (laughs) I I just kind of went for it. So, um, and actually I've got a small confession to make. Um, so, well, I can't remember how this all went down, but it was, I gave, so we went, we got going and Dylan Clark was actually the first to break down. It was on, I think his dad's moped. It was just the cylinder wore out or the studs for the intake. Something just wallowed out. Right. When we got to the turn, when the ride was going to start his uh, the screws for his intake wallowed out. And his intake was just flopping on that a very rare cylinder too. So mm. it's not going to damage that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so Dylan, I don't know how it all worked out, but Dylan, I figured if we're, if you, we made the rule, I think Greg and I made the rule or something like that. If you're within three miles of the, of the starting, you don't get to be called first and chase or something like that. We had, we had some technicality for it. So Clark, wasn't first in chase a moped brother wasn't first in I, chase. I, don't, I don't think i don't think the ride started until that left-hand turn anyway so it was, it was, that was still like the driveway okay okay yeah we'll go <laughs> even though we were past yeah whatever um yeah yeah, yeah. yeah well, whatever um but then like i can't remember who had issues first i think that's when i saw reefer come back and i was kind of bummed out like oh he was so close he just walked back you know i think mm-hmm. he, made it 10 minutes. Uh, but I mean, man, once that ride got started, cause you know, like they, I mean, we should probably start with say that they fed us breakfast. It was fantastic. And then they yes, started the-, the ride promptly. They're like 11 AM, not moped time. Mm-hmm. You know, got everyone on the ride cause they had a game plan and they were looking at the weather and they're like, they're thinking we were going to miss it. And it started raining pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the first gas stop, which was maybe two or three miles in. Mm-hmm. So, and- it's i i have a theory about mopeds when you're going slow like 25 30 
the rain's actually worse, I think. Like versus like if you know you're you're rolling down the backcountry roads at forty five fifty, that sucks, but it's a different type of sucks. If you're in a pack at twenty five, thirty mile an hour, that's really shitty. There are a lot of people too. I mean, there are mm-hmm. probably seventy five people, maybe eighty something. Uh, I want. I thought I heard big, something so. kicked around like ninety bikes were there. Yeah, I, I well, they had eighty eight people register. There you um, go. Yeah, you know, so like the, I don't think all. I, I mean, I know all those didn't ride because Amy and Cassie were like, they <laughs> were smart. Like it's gonna fucking rain. Where I was, of course, like the eternal optimist, like oh, they'll be fine. Send it, you know. And then yeah, yeah. Then uh, and I didn't even wear, I didn't even have glasses on. Like I started riding, <laughs> like, okay. and I'm like tilting my helmet down so the rain's not hitting me right in the eye. I had to buy sunglasses. As soon as we got to the gas station, listen, baby. <laughs> Sarah's chiming in. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got a call, and like, this is here's a little heads up for any, and this is just observation for anybody throwing a rally, our first time rally, or people who haven't done a rally for a while. For your chase drivers, have a printed map of the route. Because Greg didn't have one, and it got a little confusing at times for us. The, the real uh, a printed map is good, but the real thing you should have is a a handler who knows the route, who's ready to answer the phones. Your initial chase vehicle should always be two people. One of those people who has that route memorized is working the phones for you, so the other driver can just concentrate. People, mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the biggest things. I don't I don't think people have enough respect for chase. Like oh. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's work, man. And, mm-hmm. and the thing is like you leaving people on the side of the road can be dangerous. You know, mm-hmm. like I've been at rallies where it's a hundred degrees. And if you're leaving someone on the side of the road, they can get a heat stroke in that type of situation when it's raining so hard, you know, they could get hit by a car. Like you got to be on the spot and, and you're whipping the vehicle with a trailer, you know, having a good spotter with you, someone to help is paramount. You and I, I kind of made this determination. Like, it's good to have a lot of clubs will have their prospects do it. But you also need somebody in there who knows how to fucking load bikes. Greg knew how to load bikes. Mm-hmm. Like, because a lot of times you get, like, some people, for the most part, inexperienced to mopeds. It's their duty, whatever, when they're first getting. And they're, like, they get a little gun shy at times, I think. And, like, I've had, like, Mosquito Flate, dude, like, Chase never Chase could still be looking for Andrew and I from the puddle cutters for all we knew. Like Chase never got to us. Mm-hmm. Um, that can happen if a rally's too yep. big. You know? Yep. They're only the people driving that car are only human and exactly, dude. Like you and, know, and, it, yeah, like you just gotta get those bikes on there. You know, some mm-hmm. people complain, they're like, Oh, it's scratch up my bike. It's like, bro, if you were that worried about your bike, then you need to lock it up and take care yeah. of it yourself because you're the scratch on your bike is not worth the danger of someone standing in the road for an hour waiting on chase. Mm-hmm. I so think like, Derek Lawman or Layman, uh, KFC, X Buffalo by he had the line that I love the most. Well, if you didn't want your bike to go into chase, don't bring a broken bike to a moped rally. <laughs> like, well, this one's more like, you know, so you brought a moped to a submarine rally. <laughs> <laughs> This yeah, might yeah. have been a very reasonable rally for breaking down. Yeah, I'll, I'll let them slide on this one, folks. Like, <laughs> what Jack? I think I saw one of Patrick's reels. Um, I think Jackson said he was at a jet ski rally. Yeah, just yeah, dude, it was um, brutal. It was brutal. I yeah, dude. At, at one point in the ride, you know, I was riding a like I said, very mildly kitted Hobbit. I had a stock mm-hmm. shock kit, stock head, uh, rebuilt motor with a stock crank, derby variator, like the stock carb and a circuit pipe like that's just that's under basic bitch dr kit you know yep. like <laughs> and that's still like that. i've ridden that bike of yours and like it's a fun bike it's, it's quick you know it's a good 45 mile an hour bike it's yeah awesome. it's fine but like but the thing was you know i'm running the stock airbox i'm running the stock snorkel I, the only thing i wasn't running was this the mesh filter you know mm-hmm. but i still had the airbox in there and and at one point i was riding and I just started slowing down. I was like, like I was doing like 20 mm-hmm. and I was like, whatever I'm, I'm close enough. I'm going to keep going. And then I met up with a couple other stragglers and every time I stopped, I could feel the bike struggling a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? So at this point there were, there's four of us riding and 
I could go like eight. I was like, go ahead, guys. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> see what's up. And, and it also, my bike was running at 150 degrees because everything was liquid cooled. Yeah. You're pouring, you're getting all this water off the road. And even, even with that carburetor so tucked away, I pulled the spark plug and it was black. So I'm like, oh, I followed the plug, whatever. Like, let's kick the motor over a couple of times and water shot out of my, <laughs> you know, and then I, I threw a new spark plug back in and I could still only go like 15 miles an hour because yeah. everything's still waterlogged. And at that point, the, the ride had stopped at the gas stop uh, right before hell. And I was like, I'm just going to go to hell because I got enough gas, but you know, I'm going slow. And sure enough, you know, you let that run and it, it's, started drying out and i was able to go 40 again and mm-hmm. you know, got there but like that rain dude like it got to my bike and and i i had probably one of the most tucked away carburetors you could possibly have because mm-hmm. <laughs> like i know chad burke and patrick had some issues with the rain so they had to turn back right away um and i don't think like chad or patrick were really jazzed i wouldn't be jazzed about riding in the rain i'd be like I'm good guys. Like I, like I said, I was not envious of that first part of the ride at all. I was really okay being in chase. It was, it got dicey, you know, like when you're out in the country, you can kind of handle the rain, but we pulled into the city, uh, got into Ann Arbor and you know, like you're going down Hills, there's traffic. Mm-hmm. I talked to Matt Mitchell at one point and I was like, yes, it's getting like dicey back here. Like it's getting dicey. And, mm-hmm. and Matt was doing his best. He was doing a great job leading the rally, but you know, half of the, the, the people who were leading the ride had, had broken down. So like, yeah. you know, he's doing his best. Brian was running the pack and, and, and I was like, I don't know, man. Like if it was my call, like, I don't know what I would have done, but he took us to a gas station. We waited a little while. It slowed down quite a bit. We were at the gas station and then immediately picked back up <laughs> once mm-hmm. we started riding. <laughs> uh, so that it was funny. Cause a few times we got lost in chase and um mary would call greg's wife clark's mom and she's like where are you guys at well we missed this okay and then like i had to go back and talk to her something she's like Mm -hmm. jim you have to give him directions like a quarter mile before the turn i'm like okay mary but i don't know where i'm going either so well apparently the ride got a little off course uh as well Ah. i think they were trying like the roads were bad so many people had broken down that it, it got a little chaotic and Matt was all of a sudden the last one and he didn't have the route as memorized. So he just had, played jazz, dude. Like so, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. He did a great job. No, super, super great. Um, we met up with you guys at the gas station and that was like, once we got there, it felt like that was the signal to leave. So it was like, yeah, we were waiting on you guys. That's what we yeah. said. You're, you're sitting there and they're like, so as Chase here, you know, we're going to roll out the guy at the yep. gas station who's not super stoked on, you know, 50 mopeds in his parking lot. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah. But, like, I noticed the more we rode to hell, Michigan, like, it started getting better and better and better and better. Um, we got turned around again. Um, we had to go pick one more person up. Like, we're pretty full in Chase. I think we're full uh, – in the truck, we had three people. Mary was toting some people. She was toting. Um, we had to go pick. Somehow, uh, Perry uh, got off track from everybody, and he was out in the middle of nowhere. I so don't we picked it. him up. <laughs> I think a lot of people just went back too. Uh, Possibly. I think a lot. I think well, they had because by the time we finished, they were probably like 35, 40 riders, and we, you know, like. We had started with far more than that. Uh, mm-hmm. so. Well, and Wendy was like the trooper because um, she had just picked up that bike. Wendy from the Nonos had just bought that bike. Um, I don't know, a few days before. And like, I think Andy Thompson or somebody like zip tied some rebar so she could put her feet down. But like her bike died twice on the road. And like Greg just got it started for her and started going again. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that rain, you know, like it was no joke. You know, that's getting into your electronics, it's getting in your carburetor. It was it was shutting bikes down. Um Reefer actually just texted me about uh some broken case bolts on his E50. So like there's also he also had that going for him. Um but everybody struggled, they got through it, and there was like a 
I loved not to be riding because once we got to Hell, Michigan, it wasn't raining anymore. And everybody, like, everybody, everybody had, like, this sigh of, like, battle-torn relief. And it was just, like, it was it was really endearing. Yeah, I, Matt Mitchell and I were joking about that. We're like, you know, when you play a sport, like, there's enjoyment to it. It's fun. But, like, you wouldn't say after you played a game of football, like, that was fun. You're like, it was an achievement. I worked hard, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like when you finished up that ride. You're like... <laughs> I fucking did it. <laughs> and it was only half the ride was the thing about it. Like we were still had. Oh, well, the ride back was pretty chill. I think it was yeah. only like, it was like 40 or 50 miles to hell. Maybe a bit 60. Um, and then the ride back was like 20 miles and yeah. it, it was pretty chill. So, but that countryside, like that, Beautiful. I appreciate, I appreciated the, the bar. Yeah. But something about that meat frappe my 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 mind couldn't process it dude so we have to explain what a meat frappe is as well yes yeah Uh, it was great dude it fed everyone quickly it was delicious they took a like a cup like a solo cup yep but like mashed potatoes beans pulled pork Uh, i think there was like some coleslaw in there and then topped it off with like cheese and pickles and then gave you barbecue sauce to like slather on it and you got a spoon it was like 10 bucks you got that in a beer it was it was great. It fed everyone, and it was delicious. And yep, it was, it was a great idea. It, it it worked out really well, and it was good, easy food. It was quick food, and that's what like yeah. if you're doing a food stop at a rally, you want quick food, and that's what yeah. it was. Like, and it everybody really enjoyed it. I I may have been eating beefs. I took a page out of my old Chase driver Colby, and I might have been eating beef jerky all morning in the Chase vehicle. But yeah, that's you, you get that the, the dense stuff to hold you over. Yeah, yeah. Um but no, like it was when we got going again. Um everybody chilled out, had a great time. A lot of people who didn't know each other, it's and that's what's cool about sometimes but um food stops. People who don't know each other kind of start melting and bonding at that point. Um and you saw some more intermingling amongst the tribes, which was cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's always fun when you have a spot like that where everyone's together and they can really chat and have fun, especially bonding over that as we're all, you know. Yeah, <laughs> many, many people pouring out their shoes. It was great. Yeah, I um, left my shoes in the parking lot, took my shirt off, walked in the bar without shoes or shirt on, walked over to the rack, grabbed a shirt, put it on, and then went up to the bar. It's like, I would like this shirt. And two beers. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did okay with merchandise with us because I don't think you're the only one buying. I don't, I don't think it was. <laughs> um, I remember we got going, and then as soon as we got going again, like the ride took off, got going, and um, we somebody broke down right away. Okay, and we loaded up the bike, went back. And it was uh, poor Wendy. Her bike wouldn't start, um, which I hope she gets that solved because that thing is that green on that. Uh, that was an old MCR raffle bike. Was it? Okay. Like that thing Fred, was just. Fred Gokey painted that. That thing is clean. I Just beautiful nice bike. bike. And we noticed one thing, like Greg was handling the gate the whole time because one-handed Joe over here um, forgot to get the gate and the thing came off in the road. And Mary noticed it, and she pulled it up, and she put she propped it up on side of a mailbox or something. I forget, but like we hit, we turned back around, got it, and I started noticing something around this part of Michigan. There's a lot of roaming cocks around there, you know, the chickens, the roosters, the cocks are everywhere, and that was kind of, they were out in forts. Yeah, yeah. So big like, cocks, big cocks. Big, oh, there's a huge big black cock just roaming <laughs> around the <laughs> right across from the bar. Yeah, yeah. Out. They're just Wait. everywhere, man. I was um, glad Sarah didn't go to the bar because she would have been chasing it around. That she can't go to that part of the country because they're every like quarter mile. That girl would have a heart attack chasing them around because like she there'd would. be a new cock every every quarter mile. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was just a beautiful. I, I, I gotta talk to. You. Wow, whatever. But I gotta get up there and ride sometime because that yeah, no, just, it, it's a great area. It really yeah, is. It's. I can see why Mopeds have been so 
popular around that area of Michigan for such a long time. That's a big motorcycle area. I mean, that bar, that's Mm -hmm. another reason why they're so ready for us, was that that's a big motorcycle area where there's all sorts of rides. So, like, you know, that bar was, that's what they're used to. Big Mm -hmm. crowds coming in, you know? So uh, the the club chose very wisely in their bar stop. Uh, Yeah, you want to call it a bar stop. It was food, you know, it was lunch. Like, I don't want to make people think of that, uh, oh, we're going to go get hammered on this ride, you know? Like, no, no, it's just food and you know, you had a beer. Yeah. It wasn't like it was a bar restaurant, dude. Like whatever. Like, yeah. Even I had a NA beer, um, had one of the old Labats and we, we got going, like, I don't think, Oh, we had to go up to some town because a couple of kickstand boys had rode up there or they, something happened where they ended up by at a hardware store trying to make gaskets or something yeah dexter which was mm-hmm. right along the ride so it, it all worked out yeah, yeah. uh but mary and mary clark and myself i got us coffees and which was very much a pre i love the coffee i should ask her how she enjoyed hers um well yeah we just you know it was slow roll after that it was slow rolling back it was just easy times um we had to pick up garrett from the i think he had a chain pop off on his tomos uh, yeah, dude, he had a sweet that mini Tom with like full yep. size wheels. I was riding and I heard something like snap or something. I don't know. And I saw him look back and I was like, oh, he was done. Yeah. That bike was sick. That was fucking cool. Dude, that's a cool little bike. I did um weld up that swing arm for him. And that thing's oh, yeah, like that's, that's like 20 pounds, dude. Because <laughs> what I tell I, I told him I go, Garrett, it's heavy as fuck, but you will not die because of me. Because I <laughs> So that thing is reinforced to the, to the teeth, dude. Like uh, that well, thing's some, it's never twisting. It's never I'm twisting. Not, yeah, it was a very very cool bike. Um, yeah, he did I, a really I, good I job on it back too. So I mean, I know I, I knew a lot of people who were looking at their bikes just going, "Oh, I hope I make it." Like mm-hmm. I, I my bike stopped idling, and it's like all that water in there is probably catching up with my seals or something. You know? <laughs> but they got they got pretty spicy on the way back though. Like that was where we lost a lot of people too. Um, the last like four miles maybe was just kind of like a straightaway mm-hmm. and I was wide open the entire time. And you said that bike does like 45. I might've been getting like 47 ish out of it. Cause I feel like that kit finally fully broke in. Mm-hmm. And I was right next to bill on his bike and I was a little faster than him on his Magnum. And, you know, but like I, I was wide open full and I was tucking because they were going o- over 45. Like I, yeah. there were a few people behind me and every time I look back, the more and more bikes have broken down and and like some of those i knew who they were and we talked later and they're like like their bottom bearings you know from all the water in there then holding it wide open like seized up on them and shit. <laughs> like like noah noah well he's like i was one mile from the campsite it's like i walked that goddamn bike mm. in and chase i think i think we saw him he's like just just waved us by like you can tell no, not getting in chase. Oh, no, um, when you're that close. I mean, I did that. Yeah. I did it in Nashville. You know, I when we were riding in a monsoon, and I was riding with a couple of moped people and a couple of CT70s. And you know, by the time we got to back to the campsite, I was the last moped, and and that uh, one CT70. Like there were like I think seven of us that started back together in that rain. Mm-hmm. Like at that point, like I ran out of gas like five blocks from the rally spot. And the dude on the CT was like, I'm not fucking doing this alone. And he grabbed a gas can and filled me up, you know, and we finished it together. Like, it's a matter of pride at that, time, at that point, I think. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do have to give a lot of people credit. A lot of people got out of chase at Hell, Michigan. Like, I know Hoarder Eric did. Merlin yeah. did. Like, a lot of people, like, just kind of kicked stuff over, dried it out, sent it. So that was their, their really bikes awesome. were just soggy, you know. Yeah. Just, they were just wet. Yeah, so, it wasn't so the it wasn't the Makuni carburetor guys. Like, come on now. <laughs> well, so it, it couldn't, you know, because the the bike I rode in the monsoon was a VM twenty wide open facing forward on a V one. I <laughs> gave me extra compression, I guess. I don't. Know. I guess so. Um, you should probably start that bike. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one day. Speaking of which, I got maybe have you pick up badass for me, um, <laughs> but. So we all got back, and I think just seeing some of the people kind of filter in, it was just really kind of chill afternoon. Like it was very chill, dude. This was one of my favorite rallies because like it wasn't like 
the cool kids do this and these people are going to go do this. Like everybody stayed together and just hung out and socialized. That's that's the beauty of a camping rally. It's so nice to have, and not every club can do this. I get it. Like not every city can support this, but Mm -hmm. like the opportunity to have everyone stay, eat, drink, and sleep in the same place. You you don't got to worry about drinking and driving and, and everyone can just hang out there and have fun. Mm-hmm. And they had a beautiful location for that. Like that, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone just like pulled out. Matt got out a ton of chairs and like they were just circled up and everyone's eating all the wonderful nachos that they made. <laughs> that was a great idea to feed so many people. And it took yep. care of all the, if you had food allergies, then don't eat what you're allergic to. If you're a vegan or a vegetarian, don't eat the meat. Like it just allowed everyone to get what they wanted and find a seat and relax. It was a smart move. And I loved their raffle setup. That is still the best way to do a raffle, in my opinion. I've done stuff like this at like work events. Like, um, you just throw tickets in a box. The stuff you want to bid on or whatever. Yeah, like, I they love that. Good stuff too. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of good stuff, and not just. Mo- I mean, let's face it. Ninety percent of it was moped stuff, but the non-moped stuff was pretty good too. There was non-moped stuff. Uh they had that like leather thing that somebody's partner Sarah, made Sarah won that uh it's a tool pouch she put it on her cb125 you know what i was trying to give them credit okay andy you have to shoot me down um no because it was all good stuff they had a great raffle it was it was great stuff um that toolkit like i kind of wanted to get that i want i you won some stuff i want some stuff um, yeah I, I i well i won i won <laughs> Uh, but I didn't win anything because uh, I, you know what, when we were putting the raffle tickets in, I was up there with Riley and she was like, that fucking Melosi shirt is mine. Hmm. And then Sarah was like, Oh, look at this coffee mug. The cat just broke my favorite coffee mug. And of course that was the one that I won. Ah. So, and they're like, pick whatever shirt you want. And I was like, dude, all those shirts are too small for me. <laughs> so. I was like, oh, I'll take that one because it's the Melosi shirt that, that Riley wanted. And they made mm-hmm. me put it on and it was like a tube top on. <laughs> Dude, you look good. So, you look so good. I, get, I, you know, I, I came back and I gave the shirt to Riley and uh, Sarah stole my uh, mug. So um, I Noah ended up giving me his mug because he didn't want it. I'm like, OK, I want to gift, I want a Treatland gift card. But I do want to like talk about they had a lot of people there at the rally that were not moped people and there's this friends yeah um and there's this person sitting this girl sitting with uh two guys she was probably somewhere around our age and like she had a leg brace on and i didn't know she was an accident or whatever but like i'm with my arm and like i'm laying on the grass talking to sarah you're right there and i just go to her hey you look broken sarah and i are broken too come sit with us for a bit and that just, just weird conversations where you can start from there, which, uh, you know, I love that stuff at Moped Rally. It's just like, hey, you have this bike. What I have that bike too. Let's talk. Or you have your left. I just the social interactions at Moped Rallies are. Awesome. Oh, yeah. It brings you all together. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. You know, I, uh, I, I'd be happy to clam to never take a moped to a Moped Rally again. Yeah, it's not all the way up. It's not. It's you don't necessarily have to do it. Yeah, it's. It's not the. It's not the core of the experience for me. It's. It's all the people. Uh, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, Brad Hale's band. Who's that first band? They were pretty interesting and good. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I was like half paying attention to the first band. I didn't really know anybody in it, and then mm-hmm. the second band uh, was Bobby, who's one of the non, uh, Clark Moped Brothers, and mm-hmm. they're fun as hell. Um. You know, and then they were, uh, it was like an 80s, it sounded like 80s rock, and they're they're mm-hmm. just fun. They're a good time to watch. And then Brad Hale's band played. But yeah, fun, so. uh, the drawing was awesome. Um, nobody got really butthurt about anything. Like, there was a lot of repeat winners, um, which there always is. There it's is, you know, in, like, in, in, dude, as, as someone who's hosted a rally, you know, like, when, when people are in the crowd and they're watching some dude win, like, five things in a row, people get a little bummed. But like as someone who's hosted a rally, that person put in a ton of money and like the raffle is where a club gets there. No one makes a profit on rallies. All right. No. I wanna, let's, be, let's be clear here. You don't come out ahead. You're, you're at best hoping to break even. So the raffle is where like the all the guests get to show their appreciation and, and give something back to the club who is so kind to them, having them there 
put all this work into it. So like seeing Aturo, Aturo, Aturo win so many mm-hmm. times, like, dude, he put a couple hundred bucks in that, in that, in that, uh, in the coffers of, of the Moped brothers and dude. And that's awesome. And he deserves yeah, it's that. So good. It's so good. Like, you know, dude, get up there, win your shit, have your fun. Like yeah. that stuff, it, everything that you win or don't win. It's like, you're not really invested in it. It's not like you're, you know, yeah. like, Oh, I put 20 bucks in. I got a hundred dollars to treats. Like, you know, you're always ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, oh. dude. I mean, I'm ahead on, I'm ahead on that raffle. And like, I put, I do my standard kind of 40. Like I pay my entry fee and then I pay 40 bucks. And like, if I, think they, same. If, if I think they spent a lot of money and there's not a lot of people there, then I'll probably throw something extra in. But like, it seemed like they had a lot of ticket sales. So I'm like, okay, I'll keep my standard. Well, the way they set up the raffle where you could put your item in individually, you know, mm-hmm. that sells more tickets. Uh, it's a lesson there, you know, because like Sarah and I usually each spend 20 bucks. Like, like after, you know, we get our entry yep. fee and we put 20 in. But I spent 40 and she spent 30 because she saw things she wanted. And again, it's like, whatever, dude, I spent $40 at the bar and it's just gone. You know, like exactly. I'm putting 40 bucks in my my friends, my hosts, you know, back back in their pocket. So whatever, dude, it, money comes when it goes. I, and it, it means so much. It means so much to the hosting club. So. Yeah. And I'm, I hope the clerks made out well. Um, and then I would suggest they, they had some cool prizes. They did the center stuff. And then was that um, Dylan's wife made that one, that one uh, crochet thing choke me dad. Choke me dad. Yeah. Dylan, <laughs> She, I don't know if you, if you're familiar with her, but she's, she's wonderful. She makes uh, gluten-free cookies for Sarah at every event. She's, she's so kind, but she does all this. Uh, she makes her own clothes and does all this yep. other cool stuff. And she was, said she went to some like weird store to try and get fabric. And she's like, everything they had was sexual. So like it was perfect for mopeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've gotten to chit chat with her once or twice. Like we haven't talked a lot, but super, She's super nice, and that's yeah, that's been my experience with uh, any of the clerks, uh, significant mm. others are just all good people. And like yeah, nice. anybody, anybody in the Moped Brothers uh, gang, they're all just really genuine. They're they're actually like running number two behind the zeros right now. So you guys are gonna have to get a little nicer because those well, those those yeah. Moped Brothers are coming up on you. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, they're really good, but you know, we we had to we got our mark in there too. You know, Brian helped them out a ton. And, oh yeah. Uh, they printed their shirts at our shop, which mm-hmm. saved them a ton of money because mm-hmm. we have uh, we have a screen printer set up. So they came down. They sent they Brian sent me their design. I got a, I made transparency. Then Brian and I made the screen, and they came down one night, printed all the shirts. So we we make shirts for like two fifty a pop, and then their their raffle bike um was a v1 and dylan hit me up he's like i have no idea what i'm doing so their second raffle bike they had that derby piston port yeah they had the derby which of course dylan knows dylan's all derby but but the v1 on that other bike i rebuilt that Mm -hmm. for them so like i I rebuilt that motor so i was laughing i was like this is going to be like a goshen moped shit we're like oh andy built this motor and oh andy won the (laughs) i was out there like please don't let me win this please don't like not that i don't want it but like yeah (laughs) <laughs> and they and they just happened i don't th- i think it was like subconsciously or whatever but like what they did at the end this was cool with the s- second raffle bike they took every single raffle ticket and threw Size it in a box and they called it the second chance raffle so like somebody suggested because i was there like jim you should go do it i'm like absolutely not this is their raffle their thing like i'm not that asshole and then like finally one of the clark one of the moped brothers people i don't even know who asked me like hey come here okay well would you kind of do i'm like okay dude i'll pull a ticket for you pull the ticket it was uh what doug. i was gonna say it was doug, like at dc and i had to read off a few times yeah, like, doug, doug Coleman. yeah, one yeah of us. i'm so happy like he was elated he won that bike he was stoked doug doug's a great dude uh he loves italian bikes he's been fighting with marinis all winter and all i've been re- teaching him how to rebuild marinis and <laughs> He's been importing all this wacky stuff from uh, Italy for some really tight bikes. So he was stoked to win that. And that bike was really cool, too. It, it's an old Bandits raffle bike. I think that was from, like, Whiskey Business 2. Mm-hmm. You know, people kept saying, oh, it's a guns bike. It had a gun sticker on it. But it was not. It was a it was, it was an early Whiskey Business, early Bourbon Bandits bike. Awesome. Yeah, I knew it had some history to it. I didn't know the full story to it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, 
it was bourbon banded bike i think i think that they bought it from a gun because maybe a gun won it like 15 years ago you mm-hmm. know yeah so that's it's cool to see that out and then like we all just kind of hung out chit chatted a little bit i actually went to bed halfway early i think around midnight 30 or something like that i I did go into your uh, bus with Jay Kane to get waters because I'm like, oh, they're out. And I'm like, here's the bus. He's like, huh, they've had dogs in here. I'm going to go, yeah, they have. He's like, okay. <laughs> but no, dude, so thanks for the waters. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're there for. No, I, I did the same thing, though. Um, you know, I on Friday night, I was up to like well past two. And I wasn't even like being crazy. I was just standing at the fire. I was talking to uh, Jay Kane. And some other cats rollers, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's two thirty. You know, I want to make sure I get a good night's sleep before the clearly big day tomorrow." But but Saturday, you know, that ride had worn you out so much oh. that I, I went to bed at like one. You know, I like start heading towards the bus at one, so I made it to the bus by like one thirty-two. By the time you say all your good nights, mm-hmm. and uh, Sarah didn't get to bed until like two three a.m. Uh, but it you know it was still, but it wasn't even like those nights where you you know, part of your face mm-hmm. off, you're like, just, you know, dying and you know, it's time to go to bed. It was like, just relaxed, talking to all these people, just having these nice conversations, catching mm-hmm. up with friends you haven't seen in a while. And then like, yeah. all right, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go get like a good night's sleep. <laughs> you know? That's what it really felt like, at least from like an outsider's perspective for Michigan. Like it was like a lot of the Michigan people that you've seen each other in the last couple of years. But not everybody has been together all at once like this for a long time. No, and, you know, COVID slowed yeah. that down. I mean, I know we had last year's rallies, but, like, it, it was still – you still felt it. Uh, like, Riley said something I thought that was really funny because there weren't a lot of ghost riders there because there's not a lot of ghost riders left. But she, mm-hmm. she's, she called it the ghost of the ghost riders because there were <laughs> so many old Simon Early bikes, um, Handsome Steve by, like, beautiful powder coat you're like yeah those were ghost rider bikes like those were built by you know pros mm-hmm. and th- that that comment of the ghost of the ghost riders is like yeah it does feel a little like weird you know there's a lot of people reuniting that we haven't seen in a while despite being relatively close so mm-hmm. and that's that's what's awesome about rallies like people can get together and like kind of let some of that past be in the past and move forward um yeah i i got to my subaru i I love my new setup. Uh, I don't like the payments I have to make on a car anymore, but like I can just lay my seats down, hit my air mattress and just fall asleep. It's, I don't have to tent. I don't have to do anything. And it's I was actually not tent life. <laughs> I get yep. you. No, I'm, I'm over it. Like, and I told my buddy's dad what I did. He goes, does it get pretty hot in there? I'm like, you know what the nice thing about my car is? It's got a thing called air conditioning. I can turn it on and just hit the AC. But no, I slept pretty comfortably. I woke up in the morning halfway early, like 8-ish. I kind of just walked around. I'm like, everybody's still asleep. I'm just going to bounce. And I... You were not alone in that. There were a lot of folks who did that. Yeah. It was just like, I kind of said bye to some people uh, Saturday night. And I'm just like, I'm out. And I went and showered actually hit one of my meetings and then like on the way home i was wanting to get some like sit down food so around gary indiana i'm like i bet you they got something good there so i scroll and i found this place it was like five stars it was louisiana gumbo i'm like sweet i'm gonna go here and i've never i've driven by gary indiana lots but never been in gary indiana you guys don't see Andy's face right now. Yeah, that's true. Gary, Indiana is a fucking scary place. I, you know, I, dude, I, you know, in my 20s, I was running around Detroit when Detroit was rough. I'm, you throw me in any city, I'm fine. Gary, Indiana. <laughs> I don't know, man. Is... So my ignorant ass goes to Gary, <laughs> Indiana, and I go to this place and like, it's some people, if you follow me on uh, Instagram, whatever, you'll see the sign that they had there. We turn you on and then we turn you out. I'm like classy. So I go to, I go to get some, I go to get, get some gumbo. They're like, it's soul food Sunday. I'm like, okay. I'm like I get, I'll get some chicken and some greens and some, it wasn't, I don't want, I want, it wasn't good. Like I've had good soul uh-huh. food. It wasn't good, but I did um, stumble upon uh, and 
this is the white guy saying this and like i feel a black biker rally like which was awesome and i stopped and just kind of started looking at some bikes and i told or talked to some people and they're like how'd you do what'd you do your arm and i told them oh i'm into stupid children's toys vintage mopeds and i went over the handlebars they all kind of laughed at me and like one guy told me how he went down the other week and messed his leg up but like dude it was really freaking awesome like they from trikes to and i'm just i didn't dare take pictures because i just like me being the token white guy taking pictures of stuff i didn't want to cause a scene or anything like that because like i know how to slide in and slide out of situations and like everyone was great i asked them if they had any merch they didn't i was gonna buy one of their shirts uh and just got out um and i got out got the hell out of gary indiana god damn right i did dude they don't have traffic lights there they have they've stopped using their traffic lights and they just have stop signs like yeah it's like you know, okay, because look, I live in Ohio. People are like you still live in Ohio, so like I'm yeah. not trying to bash other cities because yeah. people usually have the wrong perception of a place, you know. Yeah. But man, Gary, Indiana, like, dude, their post office looks like something out of The Last of Us. Like, yeah. you know, beautiful architecture from that um, the New Deal era. You know, beautiful. Mm-hmm. If then just just abandoned and mm-hmm. reclaimed by nature. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's sad. It's like, it's uh, yeah, it's sad is what it is. I can't it's say like, steel or coal, but basically when steel, that, yeah, steel when that mill away, killed them. they never, they, they weren't a Pittsburgh. They weren't a Detroit, you know, like those places had some hard times, but they reshaped their economy and they're beautiful, wonderful cities and they're, they're diverse and they're all very interesting for Gary, Indiana, which is like 88% of our population. Fuck this place. Yep. You know, like, yeah. It's, it's fucking spooky. It's, I would suggest for anybody to maybe drive through there during the day, during yeah. the day, not at night, during the day. There's um, some truly beautiful buildings there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's still a lot of strong churches and a lot of community stuff going on. And like, that's, but like, it just kind of broke my heart a little bit. So I got the hell out of town. Yeah, um, no, it, it, said it, it, it was a thriving city, you know, like mm-hmm. very industrial, very beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, it didn't work out so well. No, it sucks. But I got the hell out of town, got home around eight 30 and, you know, didn't have too bad of a post rally hangover. Got to work on Monday. Um, how do you guys kind of do your zero thing, get together and chit chat after, have a um, dinner? you know, we, we really didn't, which is what we usually do. Cause like we went, we, we've got our rally and like, you know, I'm so, I'm so stressed. It's so much work. Our rallies in like a month and a half. So like we got back uh, to the clubhouse and like I ran home and took a shower and then like all the people who weren't at the moped rally and some who were, were back at the shop. We worked on the raffle bike. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we were we were cranking. I got pizza for everybody and we just kind of hung out at the shop. Nice. Because usually that is what we do. We all get home and no matter what, no matter how bad you smell, we all go out to a bar together and, and have dinner uh you know but then go our separate ways afterwards uh but we've got very little time before our rally because you know we got just the tip we got hot and ready i think there's another rally in between there you know uh there's no i there's just the tip hot and ready you got ama you're gonna go to vintage oh yeah yeah vintage days this weekend god Uh, i wish i could go vintage days is a good time Everyone should experience vintage days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, dude, we'll we'll get you guys on for your rally preview here in a week or so. Uh, I try to do them like a month to three weeks just so people can kind of plan for it. Um, it's going to be fun, dude. Like, you know, the zeros are – imagine yeah, – I'm excited to go. It's not even like – I don't give a shit how much we ride. Like, I just want to see everybody there and hug people and, like – walking we've on got, people we've got whatever. A ride ready for everybody uh, as yeah. well but, you know we, we we're spoiled i mean, i shouldn't say we're spoiled because like everyone in the club works very hard to maintain our shop you know like we're very cohesive uh everyone everyone puts in the work to have the fun and uh you know you guys reap the rewards of your hard work you're not spoiled we, we, we like, do we do and that's the thing so when we have a rally it's like like moped brothers you know they had this wonderful spot matt mitchell was so kind to open his home up to everyone that was mm-hmm. But not everyone has a place like that, you know, where we're we're the same way. We're like, oh, dude, we got a 5,000 square foot shop. Like, we don't have a huge parking lot. That's okay. We got 
ton of free parking right across the street. Yeah. So like we just open our doors and invite everybody in and, you know, it, there's 5,000 square feet. There's a fucking half pipe there. There's an mm -hmm. arcade room. There's a pool table. There's ping pong. You know, there's a basement with the four foot ceiling that you can go run into a pipe if that's your yeah. thing. You know, if, you you want. Know, have a few beers, <laughs> sign a waiver. We'll fucking have blood sport yeah. down there. We'll let you go downstairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take bets. Like, I'm going to be running books. Um, dude, it's, I can't encourage people enough to get out there. Um, there's also, cas like, casserolers are having theirs, like, the next weekend. Dose yeah. is having their sale. And then um, Moped. And Moped. I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to swing this. Like, <laughs> Dude, I, th that's going to be a crazy fucking month. Like, We've got our rally, which obviously I'm going to be a part of, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm going down to the dose sale, uh, and then Mopit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All my vacation time. Done. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mopit's gonna be cold too, man. I was like, dude, dude, end of September in the Midwest. Like, all right, guys, let's do it. You know? I don't think Mopit. I think they're East Coast at this point because I think once you get into Pennsylvania, you're. Um, you're beyond the Midwest. We, we claim we're one of us. <laughs> rust Belt. Okay. Yes. Yes. You yeah. can have the Rust Belt. My uh, my first rally was in uh, Pittsburgh, so it's great. Awesome. Pittsburgh. Um, second, time. second, second year of rally. <laughs> right on, Andy. Uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on Second Chance Mo Pit Podcast, talking about the rally. Uh, don't forget, everybody, like, listen, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell somebody about mopeds, dude. Like. This stuff, I I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. Like, I don't know what it is, man. Something changes about me at 7,000 RPMs. Like, I just love it. <laughs> um, thank you very much, Andy, for coming on. And don't forget, mopeds are dumb. Thank you. Yep. Later. Bye. <laughs>